Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Aboriginal Outlaws. I'm Sugar Bear. I'm Johnny B. <laughs> I'd love to welcome back. Um, honestly, um, I admire you. I really do. I don't, I, don't, I don't get to tell you that often. But um, I do look up to you, and I, I really admire everything you have to say. When I, when I listen to you speak, I really pay attention. And when I watch what you do, whether it's uh, when you come up with your ideas or even when, it was you, when you were teaching or how you're running your business now, I'm constantly just watching. And I admire it, and I, I am in awe. And uh, the lovely, welcome back, the lovely Gohondine Swamp. And, uh, you know... I, I don't think I get to compliment you enough, but, uh, you know, I, I, I always forget, like, how striking your features are, your, your eyes. Every time I see you, your eyes always catch me, and your eyebrows are so sharp. They remind me of, um, like, Eartha Kitt. Like uh, who? Eartha Kitt. I don't know what you're She was the original Catwoman. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Just like the 50s, 60s, like, pinup look that women were going through. So I'm old back now? No, <laughs> I'm, no I'm saying, like... <laughs> You're old bitch. <laughs> no, I'm saying... From the 60s. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that if I photographed you in black and white, oh. people would be like, who's hot grandma? And it's be like, no, this is someone from today. Mm. And they'd be like, really? She exists. Hmm. You know, so, yeah, I really, I really feel that. You have the features that are traditional and just um you know that's the kind of you have the face that i think a man would have had in his wallet while he was off fighting the, while he was off fighting the vietnams <laughs> and he was just like i'm coming back to you baby so mm-hmm. well thank you very much <laughs> so um tell us about how hot mama's doing oh my god so um i moved back from ithaca this past may and i had a big chunk of my savings and life happened. So my septic system went, my fridge died, my brand new lawnmower broke, my car broke, <laughs> and my stove. And I'm trying to make it as a And caterer. your dog got run over. And my dog died. For real? <laughs> 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 Poor rest in Grab peace. that guitar right there. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a blues but song yeah, right it, there. It was uh, just like a horrible, I don't know. I, I had a hard time moving back here. I was going to try to hot mama in Ithaca and I was just looking forward to a lot of things and just trying to get through a lot of things and then I come back and it was just a big pile of shit so anyways I got through it and um I didn't give up that's great I didn't want to go back to work um I left the education system right mm. after um they found the bodies of our ancestors at the residential schools and I thought to myself you know the difference between us and them is that we are making our kids go to school. And I just kind of um, wanted to not do that anymore and not be a part of the education system in that way for our kids. So I left and um, I kept thinking I need to do something that I want to do. My kids are growing and they're ready to fly the, fly the coop. And it's time to me, for me to get back to me. So my kids were also telling me to get a life. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided I'm going to stick it out and see what I can do with Hot Mama. I'm in, a, I'm in negotiations with IGA for my products. Wow. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot of things on the DL. And I have a lot of decisions to make. I have a lot of money and capital to try to go after so that that could happen. But if it doesn't, it's okay. Um, but yeah, as of yesterday at three o'clock, my venue is done and I did it all with, uh, recycled materials, mostly, um, everything me and my kids built, wow. my friends stopped by when they could. Um, but like seriously tables and chairs, I went to the restore in Cornwall, sanded it, painted it, re- refinished it. I don't know. Anyways, if you look on my Facebook, you'll see, I did a walkthrough. After my sisters got to see it because they got to hear me whining every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not done this fucking construction. (laughs) I'm so sick of this shit. And at the same time, being broke and trying to get through that. um, But, you know, so that was a humbling experience, too, to be broke like that. 
that was uh, that was different. Going from making 35, 37 bucks an hour to I'm not making it anymore, and my savings went. Yeah. But, I, but you can't give up. I got too far. You, know? mm-hmm. you get to a certain point, and you just you got to keep going. So now I'm going to be opening up. Well, if anyone can handle that hard life lesson, I know it's you. And honestly, I feel like I've heard you tell that tale before. And it's almost like every time you've made a big decision in your life, it's almost like you have, you always have these hurdles. Mm. And you always make it on the other side. You do. Mm. So do you kind of feel like, you know, it's the same old lesson, same old story? Like, you're just like, okay, yeah. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't I have to pay for all this shit <laughs> so I can finally get to the end zone? It's been this way forever. Yeah, it's true. You know. It's actually true. and I, Yeah, you're right in that because I got through a lot of my... Um, issues in the past couple of years because of that mindset of mm-hmm. uh, what's going to happen what's going to go wrong i don't i mean i'm an optimist like i'm still going to get what i want i just don't know how long it's going to take until i get it you know what i mean i make the decision that i'm mm-hmm. going to do what i'm going to do that's when you start to realize well that's how the game is when it's a big change or when it's a big goal you have to go through uncomfortable things you have to make the sacrifices somewhere, anywhere, you know, because you're not going to get changed just by sitting in the same fucking spot every time. So, you know, and, like and a- then, too, there's another part, too, of when things don't work out. Right. If mm-hmm. something is not working, quit fucking doing it. Do something different because that's not working. <laughs> but you'll see somebody, they keep trying, they, they keep doing the same thing, but they're not. They're expecting a different result. It's just, but, yeah, it's like the sunk cost fallacy. They've already invested so much. They're not going to stop now. They're going to keep doing it, even if it's clearly failing. Yeah. Yeah. And then those things, too, you have to let you have to let go. Right. Yeah. When something has failed, not being attached, you have to look at it and say, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. I'm on my I'm on my third company with my products and I'm only in my third year. Mm -hmm. So I could have gave it up the first time. You know what I mean? Like like when COVID happened and everything shut down and I had just did my first first products and i remember um the whole company like flat out the whole place shut right down and they said and they sent me an email saying we're shutting down we can't redo your products blah 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 <clears throat> so i sat out on my porch in the sun thinking i'm gonna give up this is stupid i'll just stick to being a teacher i had those thoughts and then my son sat there and he goes well why don't you just go to a different company and I really never thought of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was too used to, like, you know, when th- things go wrong or whatever. So I went to another company. And now I'm doing it again. So I'm fine with that. It's the journey. I still got a good few <laughs> years left. And, I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm ready to have some fun, though. Nice. Like this, this 2023 was a shitty year. It was your hurdle. It was the worst of, yeah. And there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Exactly. You know. No matter what you do, remember you're a comic. You know what a bomb feels like. That's all it was. It was a fucking bomb. Right. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you keep pushing forward and you're fighting for this, that means it's fucking worth it. Mm. If it wasn't worth it, you would have given up. Yeah. But you're pushing forward. You believe in this. You literally fought to the last dollar because of how hard you believe in this. That means you're willing to give your life. Mm. So... I'm excited to see how this works out for you. I want to see fucking Hot Mama's cookbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want to narrate yes. Hot Mama's cookbook. You want to do what to it? I want to narrate. Narrate. <laughs> Say that again. I want to do the sexy voice for it. I want to <laughs> oh. be like, now add that cayenne pepper. Squeeze that lime. Jerk chicken. <laughs> you don't weed yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be having some apparel coming out. Ooh. And it's going to be comedy... Comedy um, infused apparel, um, with chili some, pepper, like yeah, ball bag, yeah, like <laughs> you know, like put, this, put put my meat in your mouth or like you know, uh-huh. you know what I mean, like yeah. It's Taco of, Tuesday. Uh-huh. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming out with a line like that. My uh, my oldest, uh, my one of my kids opened up his own uh, <clears throat> business. All my kids are in business now, but yeah. Wow. So this construction, what have you done? What are you doing? So I took my basement and I cleaned it out 
and built some walls, mm-hmm. put up some sheetrock, painted. Um, I painted my ceiling black, and um, I don't know. I just painted my floors, had to clean the shit out of my floors, and it was just doing one thing at a time because when you're broke, you can't do a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whenever I'd have a meal or a raffle or whatever, I was just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And every time somebody would give me 40 bucks, okay, that's a can of paint. This is this, this is this. And I just wouldn't stop. You, you just, like I said, I couldn't stop. So either, there, was, there was two outcomes, right? The two outcomes was, number one, if Hot Mama fails, my basement's finished. The value of my house goes up. So I never do anything unless it's a win-win for sure. There you go. And that's the way, to, that's the way I live life. It's always a win-win. So. so what are you going to be doing in this space? Are you opening up your own restaurant? So what I'm going to be, not I'm going to be, well, it's um, people think it's a restaurant. Yeah. It's called a private dining venue. Oh. So what happens is, let's say you have 10 to 12 people. You have 10 to 12 people and you want to have a birthday party. Yeah. So you guys come over while well, somebody would book and then you arrange your uh your menu with me, you mm-hmm. pick out what you want me to cook, just for you and your party. Okay. So, I have a dance floor. Ooh. I have a bar. Yeah. And two tables, right now. So, nobody else allowed mm-hmm. for the whole night. Yeah, it's like a private. So it's it's private a private event. restaurant experience, except nobody. It's just you and your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping you guys will come on over one night and we can have like a. Aboriginal Outlaws comedy yeah. night or you know yeah. anytime you guys need my venue it's open for you you guys want to do a show you're that sounds fun to, yeah 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 we'll, so, we'll, we'll go in your basement uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> you keep trying to get in my house <laughs> you let me in there before <laughs> yeah he's like I like old ladies <laughs> yeah. that's a cool idea yeah so are you still what um what kind of foods are on the menu? Anything we want? So I have my every, everything my my menu is going to be a variety of um, <clears throat> of course it's all spicy food cuz it's hot mama, mm-hmm. not mild mama. So everything spicy. I'll have uh Jamaican food, um Haitian food, African food, Cajun Creole, um Asian. Just it's it's international yeah. foods. And every time you come, like with your group, I'm gonna I make my own breads, um, all the different types of breads, uh, soup and salad. You're gonna get like mm-hmm. a four course meal, and um, you're gonna have fun. It's because like a it, it's a private it's a private yeah. thing. So I'm really geared at people, um, especially frontline workers who. You know, don't want to hang out at Brass and 37 yeah, and yeah. the casino and like all that type of stuff. Um, I'm thinking about making Friday nights for sober people. There is no place for sober crowds to go. What runs through my mind is we've had like, you know, I sit on a couple boards. I sit on a couple and we've had, you know, our venues are sort of limited around here hmm. where we can go for parties or, you know, work meetings and that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. And it sounds like a great idea for a Particularly, like even those Christmas dinners and those yeah, holiday yeah, dinners sure. and yeah. the staff type dinners. It sounds like a great idea, yeah. especially you know with the soberness and yeah. As long as they can handle the spice, if they can't, well, pussies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I for the sober night, I wanted to. I was looking up some uh, some adaptive gin drinks. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I've heard the word. Uh, it's just it's just bunch of it's like a pee in a bottle. Yeah. And they have different effects if you want to go up or down. But it's not alcohol and uh, it's not drugs. Right. It's just using food as a way to feel good. So I was gonna add that to my drink menu eventually. Right now, I'm st- I'm still at the bottom. <laughs> Here's your water. Yeah, <laughs> your water. Fresh your from the hose. <laughs> I did find a nice non-alcoholic um, version of my favorite beer. Uh, mm. When I was a drinker, I was a big Guinness Extra Stout guy, mm. and. Um, I did find uh, they make zero uh, percent alcohol um, Guinness now. Oh, and I like it. It's really good, but it's expensive as fuck. Yeah, it's like fucking. It's like thirty dollars for a four pack. I'm mm. not kidding. Mm. And it's not sold around here. Mm. You gotta go to like a Wegmans. You know, you gotta go further, like you know, yeah, yeah. Western New York to find that shit. What do you, you think know? about that though? That's if it's just four and it's thirty dollars, you're what paying like seven. 
seven fifty each. Well, that's the thing. That's I a get, latte. That's a latte. I, I get like two four packs, and it lasts me for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Like I got some when I was down in Rochester for Thanksgiving, and I just had my last beer. I think uh, about a week and a half ago. Mm. It's really good. I like mm. it. So. It's not something I like to do regularly, mm-hmm. but I still like the occasional taste of beer. Mm. It's non-alcoholic, and because it's like it's nice, you know, the thick, creamy, like coffee, bitter beer that I used to love, mm. and I can still enjoy it occasionally. Yeah, so I found that nice little loophole, and it's great. Yeah, I'm not going to the bars and being like, you know, get me a, you know, Bud Budweiser Zero or nothing, you know, because you know. <laughs> It's just me hanging out at home. You know, I like it. Good stuff. I drink alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that used to be me. I used to be Mr. Uh, I used to be Mr. Growler. I used to get these big fucking big fat bottles and I used to get them filled up over at Smoker's Warehouse. Yeah, and I was Mr. Growler for a long time and yeah, my drinking was bad. Oh. You know, it even bordered on unattractive. If you want. <laughs> He's like, I was sloppy. <laughs> Occasionally. No, worse. I thought I was so charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, fucking Ava. Here's yeah. Will again. You're just like, where do you get your confidence? Like, bitch, I am the coolest <laughs> motherfucker right now. <laughs> Cut to like, like a normal oh. view and it's just a guy standing in the corner going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even. Wow. Well. Anyway, yeah, if um if that's something you eventually look into. <laughs> Maybe some kombucha. Oh boy. I have something to propose to you. I don't know if this is the right time and place, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I mean, we do have an OnlyFans. I do like taking risks. Alright. So So here's what I'm thinking. So now that there is a bigger space than this because this is tiny mm-hmm. right yeah so I, i've been watching you guys as you're venturing out into other communities and going to the city and you're actually doing your comedy to me that's that's a big thing you know it's, it's a big step i don't know i'm watching you guys from the outside mm-hmm. and um i would love to go to your shows I, I i wasn't able to go to your show last week um but like every time it would pop up but i'm in ithaca watching you guys and um Anyway, so I was sitting there with a couple of people and, and, you know, there's been times when you guys have asked me, okay, will you come out and do comedy? And a lot of times I was, I felt like I was tied by my job. Mm-hmm. They might fire me. They might fire me. But now I have hot mamas. So if I get fired, I still got something there to fall go. back on. Right. There you go. So I just decided this year going into 2024, that I'm going to do whatever I want. And if people don't like it, they can kiss my ass. Fucking right. You know, like, I'm, I'm just at an age. I'm just at a point in my life. Like, I'm, I am who I am. I always was who I am. And I'm not going to really change. I'm too old for that. Like, well, in a big way. But <laughs> so here's what I was thinking was inviting all the local res celebrities to start a players club. Oh, yeah. And we all help each other get to the top on TikTok. And hmm. YouTube, and we come up with little skits because now there is a space mm-hmm. in my basement. I love that. Oh, sure. Get a I mattress. Yeah. <laughs> That's for a will. Holy. But let's have uh, all kinds of nights, whether it's with the spoken word or with music. Yep. Let's yep. also have, uh, you know, performing arts. Yep. Um, actual like hand art, you know, you know, like you paint or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? I'd love that. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, cause I'm an artist myself, and I don't, I haven't gotten into it in a long time, but like um, painting, doing even carving and, and all that kind of stuff. I want artists to have a place to go. There's nowhere for artists. Even a sober space to hang out as adults. Like, yeah. There's nowhere. If you yeah. don't drink, there's like nothing. Like there's stuff to do, but it. If you're not. If it's winter or you're not outdoorsy yeah. or. Yeah. Like there's no place to go where you're not losing there's, money. There's no coffee shop. There's yeah. no fucking. There's no, There's yeah. There's no space. And that's and like right now like our schedule how we're gonna be starting out is, 
if I don't like I'm only because I'm working full time back working full time and I won't be available during the week but I will be in the evenings so Tuesday bingo that's a given um, Saturdays are for booking private parties Friday nights I wanted to dedicate for sober people to be able to have a place to go and hang out um, still be music people can still dance you can still have a good time mm-hmm. if it's a crappy night and I open up um, let's have a chess tournament oh yeah you know what I mean yeah I mean that's like low key Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons yeah I don't know whatever like get something going like that's that's the whole thing you know there's not a lot to do in Dungeons and Dragons I, all right I'm against that it's fun a lot of people play it it's less let than. him do it for Christ's sakes yeah. I'll <laughs> You know what? If you do that for my friend, I'll yeah. make it up to you, and I'll come and do music on one of your music Ooh, nights, okay? That would be good. There yeah. you go. Oh, well, actually, I was going to talk to you, Will, about um, I wanted to have a singing contest. Oh, yeah. From Hot Mamas, but only the singers are at Hot Mamas. Ooh. And, <laughs> and, and we go live, and you pick your best song, and the community votes. Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like Snye Idol, except yeah. it's the whole <laughs> I like that idea. We have some great talent around we here. We have we your child. Yeah. We have Brandon Gamble. He's a phenomenal singer. Yeah. You know. Cheryl. Mm. I I love the way she's. We singing. have lots of good talent around here. We okay. sure do. And if you want to see some of that talent, you can come to La Maison on Tuesday night, January thirtieth. <laughs> come see the Average Outlaws on stage. <laughs> What's going on at La Maison? Well, it's an open mic. They have an open mic last Tuesday. That's month. another thing. Mm. You're, if you're thinking about going back out there, mm. that's the best way to dust the cobwebs mm. off. And it's right there. Mm. And you have your friends there to support you. Mm. Yeah, they'll, they'll open up twice a month. They, they just started this. this um, LOL Comedy. Yeah, LOL Comedy has started yeah. uh, um, Tuesdays every, I think it's the second Tuesday. Mm. And then La Maison's show is... Uh, the final Tuesday. Well, they're both going to be at La Maison, uh, right? Yeah, they're both at La Maison. Yeah. But they only had one before. Now they have two. Which is great. Uh-huh. Which so. is great. Because <clears throat> running out to Ottawa and Montreal adds up. Boy, it adds up. Yeah. Especially with and that all night fuck. Too, right? oh, especially if you're coming from Fort. Yeah. Oh, holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, Montreal's you go through that border or you go through... Uh, uh, Montreal's closer this way. Through, so you go through, through Fort. Dundee, yeah. Gotcha. Um, oh, why wouldn't you? But uh, but uh, this time the bo- the bridge over to Valleyfield is out, so you have to take a detour. So uh, and that would take you all over the countryside. It kind of takes you in the countryside. It's it's only it's yeah. like it adds about 25, 30 minutes to your trip. It's good to know. But uh, last year I went to Montreal last week and I took the four hundred one because the weather was bad. Hmm. Yeah, he was there literally the night before me. <laughs> yeah. At the same at the same spot at Comedy Nest. Yeah, oh, wow. Comedy Nest, yeah. Montreal is a great place. Hmm. It was funny because I had just seen in my email like the morning of, and it said the theme for the joke because it's it's joke lab or whatever the fuck. You literally have to come up with an original joke mm-hmm. before the gig, and it says uh, winter. Am I right? You got to make like a winter joke. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So that morning I'm like, winter. Mm, that'd be funny. I'll talk about that. So I go there. I do my joke. And out of like, I think, uh, 10 comics, uh, the host, and then the headliner who got seven minutes. So that's a dozen comics. But out of the 10, there were three that were like the best jokes. And mm-hmm. I was one of the three. And I essentially got like second place. So I'm like, nice. Mm-hmm. But That's the guy good. the guy that smoked me, his name was Sushil. And he was Persian. And his joke was fucking hilarious. Let's hear it. Um, Sushil, if you don't mind me putting your joke out there. Um, <laughs> on the internet, I'm not going to ask him. Well, no, this is Sushil. Uh, he does comedy out in the Montreal area. Check him out. He is hilarious. He does a lot of spots at Comedy Nest. This is his joke. You'll do it, on, you'll do it in his accent. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was wearing a loud shirt on stage, okay. like very loud. 
I hate to sound racist, but you're like, yeah, it looks like a Persian would wear that shirt. <laughs> he was dressed. He was dressed. He was dressed in Persian. Yeah, and he's just like, I have to wear this expensive shirt because white people usually think I'm Uber Eats. <laughs> he's like, but it doesn't fucking work because winter I gotta wear the coats. He's like, so they think I'm Uber Eats anyway. And I'm like, I fucking love that joke. Obviously, it's joke one. I'm like, racism always wins. Yeah. Yeah. The whole fucking place was like, whoa. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah. Did you ever try improv? Uh, not with jokes. No? Mm. I did like an acting class in school, and mm. uh, we did do a, a couple improvisational exercises, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, not in my adult life, no. Mm. How about you, Josh? Improv? Not, not like... Yeah, not like classes or anything. Oh. <laughs> he said it's imp- actually pretty. Funny. He said to improvise positions. No, kidding. yeah, my life, my life is improv. <laughs> that one time I ran for tribal chief, that was like an improv oh session. Oh my god, is did it you a- run? Yes. I did. I just made it up when? as I went along like two years ago. Oh, I wasn't. He here. literally made the decision like that week. Well, John was supposed to do it, but he wasn't there. It was like Sunday or Monday, and then Thursday he got fucking nominated. <laughs> No, it was that morning. We went to the nomination for John. Oh, you have to be here. John's not here. He's like in Boston or some shit. Yeah. We thought we could nominate him with him not being there. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, shit, what do we do? That's right. And it's like, oh, fuck it. I'll do it. So this guy and Chantel nominate me. <laughs> and he got 15 votes. That's so, pretty good. And I mean, I'm proud I, for, to not, say. for not having a, you didn't have a platform. Oh, you did. I, yeah, oh, TikTok. What was your... <laughs> <laughs> my platform was TikTok. Oh, my platform? Make Akwazasni Indian again. Ooh. I said that out loud. What a racist. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Well, I just got tired of them slapping Mohawk names on stuff and just copying white people poorly and calling it a day. Yeah. Kind of said that out yeah. loud. Wow. I have a habit of saying things out loud. So, so it's no, always there was the no signs breeds. that anybody. No, I'm kidding. no I, hey. it's always the half breeds that go the hardest. Yeah, well, get these whites off the. Well, oh shit, Dad! No, yeah. <laughs> well, we have to try harder. I'm fucking with you, Josh. Well, we have to try harder. You are the one that's going by walking the CEO. Yeah, you. it's my clan, dummy. He had to tell me what that meant. I'm like, mm. it's your clan too, dummy. I know. That's why we can't. Well, nice. That's why we, we are can't all fuck. snipe clans. Yeah. All three of us oh, are John? snipe clan. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Bunch now we're there. <laughs> now we're the snipe outlaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a bunch of snipers. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good name. Yeah. No, it wouldn't stop it. No, I actually like the outlaws. If we were Persian, cool. if we were Persian, it'd be a good name. <laughs> if we were if we were Israeli, it'd be a good Oof. thing. All right, all right, oh, stop, wow. it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Come on, it's just... not comedy nest. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm seeing that the further away you're you're going, the further away you're getting from home, like the more that joke is offending. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's offensive to me. Sniping children. <laughs> oh, it's gone. <laughs> no, in Cornwall they were like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's going, he's going dark. Mm. In Montreal, they're like... Well, Ottawa laughed. They're too politically correct. Yeah. You know uh, what would drive you nuts? Huh? Ithaca. Oh, I bet it would. Ithaca. The wokest town in the world. <laughs> no, I went to Berkeley before. That was probably woker. I don't know. I just felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. There was a lot like of... Get very, out. <laughs> no, like very nice people. There was no racism. There was no back talk. There was people allowed you to go before them you didn't like that road. i wasn't used to it i'm from here <laughs> right <laughs> you people are too so nice it's creeping me out everybody's super super polite and all this all that every little thing you had to be politically correct and i just i could not acclimate myself and i'm like i want my res back <laughs> yeah she had to come back to where they make fun of how dark you are yeah, <laughs> yeah. here we practice eugenics still yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were too nice was it a real nice or was it a facade it was, no no it was, they were really nice yeah yeah see I, I tried catching them yeah you know because i thought this can't be real people can't be really this nice yeah and they were and then i was really then i got really kind of creeped out you're the mean one yeah because well yeah, i don't know i just got creeped out i was just like i can't handle all of this niceness <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know how to handle nice friendly people. <laughs> he didn't rub off. He'd come back like extra nice, and people were like, "Yeah, like who are you?" <laughs> Even my kids were so they were like, "Oh wow, nobody's racist here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're sure we're going they back are. to Phillips Road. <laughs> I haven't, I, mean, been, I haven't been called that word in like a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we laugh about it a lot because that's how we deal with our trauma. But, I mean, it is kind of like fucked up, right? It is. <laughs> it is kind of fucked up that we can't, we don't know how to handle nice. We're like, what are you doing? You're gonna fucking, you're gonna kidnap me, aren't you, motherfucker? <laughs> well, there's like, there's like some psychology. <laughs> like, like, no, I seriously just saw you needed a dollar, so I gave you a dollar. Yeah, exactly. yep. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna take a picture of you, and I'm sending that to four of my friends. <laughs> I think when it, when you live in trauma, trauma becomes normalized, and when you're out of it, you're out of the chaos. You feel weird yeah, without yeah. the chaos. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And I, and I think I think that that was the biggest thing. I mean, and that's what we laugh about. In we all honesty, yeah. the yeah. funniest things in life were the saddest things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Someday you're going to make a joke about every single shitty thing that ever happened. Oh, know? that's my whole set. Yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> like that's who we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how we deal, man. That's like the comedy thing. We're like alchemists. We take uh, tragedy and we turn it into treasure. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it is kind of a facade, and we're just like, we can see it, and we're just like, that shit is fake. Like it's That's akin, how I felt. Like, yeah. to us, it's akin to, like, the old man who's got his arm around the African kid. He's like, for 35 cents a day, mm-hmm. you can help little Nook Nook here, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. So we're just I like. I thought Nook Nook was from Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Buck Buck. <laughs> It's like, why the fuck do they have Fat Albert names? What the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were a Jishnai. <laughs> no, but for real, like, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I see. They're just trying to get into heaven. All right, cool. I got you. You know, so maybe, maybe, maybe we can just, maybe we can just see the man behind the curtain. You know right. what I'm saying here? So, yeah. Yeah, it's just all a yeah. game. If you piss them off, they'll fucking get you. Oh, yeah. They'll have like some kind of legal stuff. Their HOA will go after you. Yeah, they'll man. bury your finances. They'll cancel you forever. Maybe it really is like Get Out. You know? They'll eat your soul. They got to seem nice at the beginning. They're just like, man, I, I would have voted for Obama for yeah. a third term if I could have. But, you know. Yeah. It's like, right on. Yeah. I get it. But at night they meet in the basement with like candles and <laughs> robes and they fucking they have a little they have a little Palestinian kid just just like trussed up and they're what the draining his blood for dude. Their... Yeah, what's up, Josh? <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up this stuff that is clearly gonna get us flagged? <laughs> well, there's a strike going on. Oh, uh, trying to stop the whole you know murdering tons of people thing. That's yeah, that is okay. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. I mean, like, I, I get it, but like, I mean, if I had an army, I would use it on like Ottawa too, you know. But it's still not so nice. Ottawa. The colonizers. Ah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Well, they're the ones that give us the most gigs. That is true. Not Ottawa. If anything, let's go after the Spaniards. Where's yeah. the closest Spaniard? <laughs> it's far. Spain. I don't let's know. Fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> it's far. It's like, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be dealing with the French, you motherfucker. <laughs> no. It was know. Well, not to get out nerdy on you guys, but since you brought it up. All right. Bring it up. So Bring it up. I have a couple of bones to pick with a lot of people. Absolutely. So there's this whole land claims issue, right? Yep. And I'm sitting there and everybody, you know, and, and in my point of view, I'm watching, I'm watching people suddenly want to get involved because they want to make a crisis out of something. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, I look at land claims differently. I look at, we should be able to go anywhere and build businesses and be profitable and tax-free mm-hmm. and free. Right. I don't like this boundary shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like people are looking at it all the wrong way. You're right. Let's get naked. You know? Well, not in that way. You said boundaries. No, I mean, I'm talking about land. I'm talking about living. Yeah, but don't you feel smothered mm. by all this cloth? No. Back me up on 
gosh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I, I see I, why they call you I like mama. He's <laughs> <laughs> got good oh. legs. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, going through menopause, so yes, I am hot. I mean, you know what that Ooh. means. Well, guess what? I'm fixed, so <laughs> we're double safe. <laughs> It's like shooting blanks at a bulletproof vest, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no one getting fucking Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Zing. There you go. Flagged. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Just like the bombs. <laughs> so continue. I forgot what I was saying. I, got, I, I, I heard balls and then I got... You said we're thinking about it like boundaries or we're yeah. implementing boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to me, it's kind of like, all right, um, we started following land mm-hmm. borders and guidelines like this is my family's land this is your family's land i have an acre you have an acre blah 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 uh white people can't move on to the res blah blah, blah. and we're we're reinforcing those bonds mm-hmm. right and it's wrong so i decided this actually this whole week i've been i went into the archives of i i just stumbled upon this site where all of the american forefathers were their notes are all up there mm-hmm. concerning all of New York State area, Haudenosaunee lands, and the leadership that was in place back then. And anyways, just their notes to, like, the way they spoke of our ancestors yeah. was horrible. Yeah. You know, um, we just have to give them a belt. It's pretty much what the, the dialogue is. We, we just have to not give them rum. We have to sober them up. We have to just give them that belt and shine the covenant chain. And then we can get what we, what we want. Mm-hmm. And so after reading all of this, all of these diaries and letters that people, men were writing to each other, I, I didn't even know this. I, I learned that, you know, at one point in time, they, they were trying to enforce a passport system. Yeah, there used to be a pass you had to carry. You had to have a pass, but that was based on right before, right actually around the time of the French and Indian War, that um, they enforced that because um, they wanted to have direct trade, Uh and the Haudenosaunee people were involved in the trade system. Right. So that's what caused um, them to want to put sanctions on our movement Mm -hmm. and then there was a lot of letters about you know we have to change their like pretty much change their attitude because they keep not agreeing with us (laughs) yeah yeah these fucking indians just keep doing whatever they want so i i'm i'm learning a lot more things i guess and so when i when i hear people you know you know going back and forth about things i'm I'm looking at it like all right you can waste your time if you want i'm not gonna get involved with that unless we're gonna go and just do something i don't want to get involved Mm. you know so that's kind of where I'm at with that. <clears throat> you yeah. know who would be a great person to talk to? We had him as a guest one time. His name is Philip White Cree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you would have a lot of fun just sitting down having a conversation with him, picking mm-hmm. his brain. So, yeah. I'm actually looking. I'm looking for somebody that is really um, well versed in the law system, mm. because I keep thinking about. I mean, this is just this is just common sense, right? If you look at everything chronologically and you look at, okay, our people look at every decision you make, you look into it seven generations ahead, mm-hmm. right? This is our third generation set. Mm-hmm. Every hundred, uh, seven generations is about 150 years. Mm. So if you start from contact and you just take it apart, we're in the, like the third, third or fourth se- section. Mm. But the last one was everything yeah it was all of those wars it was all right. of the 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 residential schools it was the war of 1812 it was the formation the dolls act everything one thing after another mm-hmm. happened so anyway went off on a tangent that's Sorry. good no that's fine <laughs> i like i like where you're going there that way we were you know part of the 
part of the problems, not the problem, part of the challenge of the colonization is we accept the paradigm that they taught us. Yeah. We grew up in schools, so we think it's this way. Yeah. We grew up with Christianity, whether or not directly, even longhouse people grew up with Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like even traditional people grew up with it around them, so mm-hmm. it still kind of gets in your head. We mm-hmm. grew up with uh, uh, male female dynamics in the you know white people way, where mm-hmm. men are like this and women are like this, and even though it's not our traditions, mm-hmm. we still do it. So I like where you're going with <clears throat> just questioning the whole paradigm of how we look at the borders and mm-hmm. the rules and. Yeah. You know, how we get around that. I, I don't know how we get around all of that, but mm-hmm. I'm interested as someone who lives on the land claim, standing mm-hmm. on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on the fence. I, I worry less personally. I worry less about the, I don't like the crisis either. Everything's a fucking crisis. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people make things a crisis so they can rush yeah. or beca- just because they're feeling in the moment is new to them. It's less mm-hmm. new to us. It's new to them. Yeah. So it becomes very uh, visceral in the moment. Yeah. And but that's also a trauma response. Yes. Yes. It's almost like people are addicted to trauma and can't deal with any way, anything unless it's in a traumatic way. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think that that right there violates our original teachings. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think people see that. Yeah. So I, I avoid going to meetings and people are trying to get me to go to meetings. And I'm like, no, nah, because if I go, I'm going to say my mind <laughs> and you're not going to like it. <laughs> She's going to tell us to kill everybody. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, we need to take our land back and just do it. That's all. And also take care of the land that we already have. Yeah. That's, yeah. There's that and part. I mean, in that part, too, yeah. taking care of it and having and actually living that. Like, don't like forget about your orange shirt on yeah. orange shirt day if you're not going to do nothing about the problems that are a result yeah oh leroy down the road just beating up to his wife or yeah you know so that's what i mean like okay you can wear as many ribbon skirts as you have i don't even own one yeah but i'm not i'm not gonna be gallivanting around like with wearing these ribbon skirts like i'm a spiritual person Mm. and every day i'm peaceful i'm not the truth is is i got some problems (laughs) 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 and i'm not a perfect person and i don't deal with things the same way other people do so it's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to live a lie. Mm. So. Well, I think uh, the seven generation thing is something to think about. I kind of said, mm-hmm. I said that at a meeting because I was at the meeting and they're like, and I was just like, you guys are afraid. And like, if we have tons of kids and we stick to our ways, laws in the world don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a million of us, we just win. Just because of not, it's just the same reason why they speak French in Quebec. It's not because we give a fuck about the French, it's because there's millions of French people and they get to make the rules because there's millions of them and they'll make you make the rules. Yeah. And I feel like that's the long term strategy. Will's doing his part. <laughs> oh, what I could. <laughs> He's know. made the kids, we just got to program their brains. Mm. Yeah, pull them back in. So it goes back to the school you were talking about a minute ago. So I just got to start pointing out white people like, quit kawucha. Quit So what do you think people need to do to get started? Like without becoming too radical, without exactly, you know, loading up on AKs and, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails, you know, because I think that would be a fantastic story. Like, if we wrote that kind of story. Yeah. And if anyone out here gets inspired by this conversation and we kind of, like, kind of push you towards writing this story about a Native American dictatorship that decides to seize back, you know, the Anorotic Mountains and start, you know, pushing white <laughs> like people off and bad. shooting fucking drones down and shit, you know, like, going all, like... Man in the high castle, but, you know, make it native. That'd be fucking awesome. Mm. But what do you think we could do to get started, you know, without getting too radical here? I mean, there's nothing radical. I mean, you have to make a decision, I think, about, you know, what our land is. It's not It's not that we're owning land. It's that we got to take care of it, right? Mm. But at the same time, we're, we're living... We're living um, as assimilated people and people don't realize that. I mean, I, I hear people, oh, well, there's a handsome Lake Longhouse and we're going to let go out only and we're sovereign. And But no, you still have license and you have plates on your car 
you're participating in that system. Mm. So you're still sell alcohol exactly. at your stores. You so. know what I mean? So yeah. that there's all these things that people overlook. It depends on your position. It depends on your outlook. So the common thing is that this land isn't for us. It's for our children and grandchildren, the seven generations. It's not for us. But people are fighting as if it's for right here, right now. Mm -hmm. So we have to get out of that mindset of mm -hmm. it's a right here, right now kind of thing because it's always been a problem and an issue. And why would, why would, why was America so awesome to be colonized in the first place? Why, why did Europeans leave? Mm -hmm. Because they had their own oppressive system and no resources. They had to venture out. Right, they became the oppressors. Yeah. <clears throat> and and they their own people were like they were oppressive to each other before mm -hmm. they came be, before they even left. Yeah, their culture is horrible. And they were yeah. oppressive when they got here. They started burning yeah, each yeah. other up. They're don't still oppressive. Each other. <laughs> Which, you know. yeah. Yeah. And I and I think the Spanish were <clears throat> Spanish were way worse than the English and the French. The English mm -hmm. and the French, you know, were a little less. I don't very. know. I think I think the Brits have the biggest body count. Absolutely. Yeah. They, well. I mean, I don't know. Did they have North I, I America? I'm, they, I'm talking like in torture yeah. and barbaric yeah. practices. Well, they they were methodical about their annihilation. Yeah, the the you Brits know? the Brits pretty much uh, did in India. They did in us. <laughs> they did in the uh, uh, they did in um, all this Middle East shit was started by the British. Mm -hmm. Like they created that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fucking British. Let's invade Britain. I think America should. Well, that's why I have mad respect for the Vikings. Because they showed up, they took their ass whooping, and they were like, okay, that, that was a fair fight. Goodbye. And that was it. <laughs> they fucked off back to Norway. Mm. And it was like, thank you. All right, cool. Mm. You know, I like those guys. Hey, but wait a minute. The Brits were like tribal before they got conquered by the Vikings. Maybe it's the Viking blood that makes them such fucking wicked assholes. Actually, if you want to go like deep, 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 like I'm talking like 1000 AD yeah. time. The biggest trader, like trading goods worldwide at that time, long before, you know, the Brits even tried to do it, was actually Africa. Mm. That's why they think there's a lot of, you know, black people around the South Americas and stuff like that. And there's, oh, there's even a theory that we might actually be like descendants of black people mm. it could be well genetically everybody is a descendant well the thing Africa. is there was a time when britain and when that area europa or whatever the fuck when it was all just considered one mm -hmm. like it was all just the whites <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> they barely even had separate countries at that time there was a time when they were starving and mm -hmm. africa supported them hmm. you know so a lot of the Goods being, you know, traded on a global scale were coming from Africa, mm -hmm. you know. So there's a theory that some of them stuck around here and was just like, this is a nice place. And then here we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's very possible. 23 and me will tell the tale. <clears throat> Did you ever well, do it's that? It's not about that. It's <laughs> like about like, you know, like what happened to the Moors. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I mean. Like, if you take a Sicilian having 23andMe, you're not going to get Africa. You'll get a mix, yeah. You'll get you'll get African blood. Right, but what I'm saying stuff. is that, you know, it's gonna. that's what we're going to look like. We're just going to look yeah. like a cocktail. We're not going right. to look like, you know, like, oh, boom. A lumber, 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 lumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that have a clicks in our language? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's my that's my salute to fucking Patrice O'Neill. He has this great joke about Atulu. Atulu. <laughs> he says white people hear a name like an African name like Atulu. Mm. And they're like, wow, that is a beautiful name. You know, it probably means like, you know, it's like black people, they're so mean when they hear a Tulu, they're like, eh, hey, I'll call my Tulu. <laughs> like, they're so fucking mean. <laughs> I love Patrice O'Neill, man. Rest in peace. So, so, but in, yeah. so in Africa, right? Here's an interesting fact. Um, yeah. Africans were the inventors <gasps> of really complicated mathematics and were in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And it was 
the the spiritual aspect of their lives uh, where medicine men were like no because whoever was knowledgeable in the math rose to power mm -hmm. and so their medicine ceremonial people were like oh we can't have this huh. so they moved it to the Middle East huh. so the Middle Easterns they took it and then that's the same thing that happened and they started like you know working on all these mathematical problems and that ended with the Romans mm -hmm. think about that for a second and it stayed <clears throat> so the development of numbers the number systems math they built the pyramids there's all these mm -hmm. monuments and, and, and right. then your theory of these buildings the similar buildings are in South America Right, the oh, absolutely. absolutely. When the Spaniards got to South America and saw the Mayans, they were blown away. And the Mayans were like, wow, you guys fucking stink. <laughs> no, because, no, I'm serious. Because they were right. the Mayans bathed almost daily. Yeah. They found a certain plant they called like the soapy bush or something <clears throat> like that, that actually would wash them. They had the irrigation system that took the shit water out of the city. Mm-hmm. In fucking Spain or in Europe, they would just dump the shit water in the street. Yep. Yes, that's why they had the Black Plague. Yeah. Because just hundreds of years of that disgusting fecal matter, mm. it mutated whatever uh, bacteria that was from a rat or even um, when the rat can, uh, cross contaminated with a human somehow. You know, probably a human ate it or something mm. worse. You know, probably. <laughs> I mean, you probably yeah. ate it, but. You never know. I mean, you never yeah. know. Yeah, they didn't have Pornhub back then. <laughs> He's just got an English. is like, all right, the first ever pocket pussy. Yeah. You know. Just like, you ever think about how many serial killers there must have been wandering around back in the past? When Maybe was... that's why they have serial killers. Yeah. It's just, they said I mean, like, they're, they're predominantly, predominantly white people, right? Uh, I don't know if that's have true. the highest. I'm pretty sure. I don't know I'm if that's true. I'm pretty sure that's there, proven statistics. <laughs> At least 98% of, uh, you know, serial killers on record, yes, are white. Racial and Caucasian. makeup of serial killers. There's honestly maybe a couple, like out of hundreds of serial killers that have been caught. I think that's why the story of Eileen Vornos was so... Oh, yeah. Lean in on that mic. Yeah, just lean in on the mic. That mic's a little quiet. <clears throat> I actually have her on a couple shirts. Yeah. Because that's an idea I have. Mm -hmm. I uh, want to call it Folk Hero. And it's her image of her smiling when she's on death row. Because mm. I think she's badass. I think that's awesome. The way she killed these fucking piggish men that were like <laughs> raping and like trying to be mean to sex workers and stuff. You know. Yeah, I thought that was mm. badass. So I got a number for the U.S. 82% uh, <clears throat> of American serial killers are white. 15% were black and 2.5% were Hispanic. Hmm. Huh. Well, you better get on it, Tarantino, and make a movie about the freaking black serial killer. I want to see it. That yeah. was uh, The last one was that one in a car, right? The shooter? Does that count as serial killing? I think that's spree killing. I think serial killing has to have a sexual component, like it gets them off. No. Because uh, that was like... meant mini. Yeah, no, mini. it doesn't. Because no. that was like... Um, politically motivated or something i don't think it counts okay that's a mass murderer yeah okay. serial serial killing yeah is like committing the act over, over and over right? a long period yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think it doesn't a, always have to be sexual josh no i did go, <laughs> go jerk off holy no fuck. for real i think there i think it's there's a sexual component for it like they get a charge i think you're hoping for, for that wait, for, for serial killers yeah yeah, they get a sexual... They're thinking every time that they cut a neck, they're like, oh, God. Oh. Let's ask the computer. Or at least that's what he hopes. He's like, please tell me you're at least jizzing off of this shit. You know, fucking... Uh. <laughs> or else, why would you say that, Josh? Because uh. I... Because I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Olaf said it, so it's uh, therefore true. <laughs> I heard it on another podcast. <laughs> I do got to say, though, you know, I, I'm sorry to turn my back on, you know, our Lord and Savior, Mr. Rogan here, the, the godfather of podcasting, but 
the ignorant shit he was saying about indigenous people in Americas, about how we didn't know how to farm and we were just living mm-hmm. off meat and like occasionally picking berries. I have like, noticed whenever Rogan talks about Indian shit, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking no, about. No, he does not. He talks a bunch of shit that he doesn't fucking. It's he's yeah. it sounds so stupid, and he doesn't ever invite anyone on that might know. He did invite one lady on. That's it. Just the one yeah. fucking time. But over the hundreds of times he's brought up American Indians. And by the way, because he lives in Texas, his studio on one of the walls has the guy who invented the fucking the Colt. Oh, yeah. Which was um, they had the cavalry down there that had the, they were the first that had like um, the Colt Magnum guns so that they could keep up with fighting the Apaches. So essentially to us, it's like he put up a Nazi on his wall. It was like, he's the guy that said we got to fight him with more bullets. Is he originally from Texas? Who? No. Joe Rogan? No. No, no he's, he's from actually from Boston. Boston via San Francisco. He's really? A, he's a fucking bean yeah. turd. Mm. He's a fucking bean turd. Went over to fucking, over to California, become a fucking big shot. You ever, if you ever <laughs> yeah. watch old stuff of him, you can hear the accent. Yeah. Hmm. Douche. <laughs> fucking douche. I get it. He can kick my head off, but, you know, fuck it, you know. Right. I would love to be the patron saint for my people for taking a fucking kick to the head for <clears throat> calling Joe Rogan out on his pig-headedness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, serial killers conventionally defined as a person who murders God, still three or more people in a period of... Yeah, I'm not young Jamie. I'm a little slower. Uh, between murders, uh, with a cooling down period between murders. The murders must be separate events, most of which are driven by psychological thrill or pleasure. So they get a pleasure off so it. So or so it doesn't mean yeah. every one of them. Yeah, but, but they it get is, some. It kind is of, an element in a lot of them. Yeah, right. That's 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 the difference between like, whereas a, 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 it's not all serial serial uh, mass murders kill many people typically at the same time in a single location, with some exceptions. Uh, many end with the death of the perpetrators either by self-infliction or by law enforcement. It's generally dissatisfied people who have poor social skills and few friends. Blah 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 blah. Uh, the motives are usually less obvious, so they tend to be like fuck up. So just go, you know, go rage. All right. All right. So which one are you, Will? Me? Yeah. I just like making people making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think yeah. I'm violent? You only do your slang on stage, and in the bedroom. My slang. Slang killing. My slang. That's what I said. I thought he said slang. That's what I thought too. Oh. But I have, we all have earphones on. That's us, true. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, this is helping us hear better. <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> no, because if we didn't have them on, we'd be shouting at each yeah. other. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, you know. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a very violent person. I. It took me a, when I was a young, insecure man. I will admit, you know that. Um, I did not know how to um, work on my feelings. And, yeah, I'm afraid I was Mr. Punch-a-hole-in-the-wall guy when I was, like, in my early 20s and stuff. But I've, I've done a lot of growth. Um, I think that's actually when you and I become uh, friends the first time was, uh, I think it was, like, my third or fourth time trying to get sober. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, that's when I met you. You would pick me up and take me to meetings and stuff. And, um yeah, I remember it was you and Helen. Mm. You know, so. Yeah, that's been a while. That's been a while. Yeah. You guys were on um you guys were on Tarbo Road, weren't you? I was. Yeah. yeah, both of you were, I think. Or at least you were. Yeah. No, just me. Yeah. That's how long it's been. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That was actually when I started my personal journey. Yeah. I, I started a grief process and I began to change at that time. I think I was like thirty eight. Something like that, 37, 38. Yeah, so. Mm. I think the violence is gone, Josh. Think so? I think so. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, if push comes to shove and it's for my family, absolutely. But, you know, it, it took a long time for me to understand, you know, that the person, you know, that may hurt me or whatever or the people that have done me wrong. One of the people... That did, you know, hurt me real bad. That actually, like, helped break up my marriage years ago. I remember a few months ago, I was at the Legion mm-hmm. for my friend's going away party. And I saw him there. 
And young me would have wanted to go over and start shit, you know, shove and be like, yeah, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm here. You're here. Let's fucking, you know. But I just saw him. And he was over there sitting on a stool, you know, kind of sitting on a stool, drinking a beer around, you know, like where his dad used to be when he was still alive. And I was just looking at him like, nope, you know what? You're right where you deserve to be. Mm-hmm. I'm over here and I'm about to go to work. You know, I have a job. Mm-hmm. I pay a mortgage. You're living with your mom. You're here having a beer. You're probably going to drive home drunk. I'm like, mm. that's where you are, buddy. Yeah. And I was fine with that, you know. Mm. That's where I am. It's very nice. That's really nice. That's mm. really good. Yeah. And I think, like, like, you know, with all of this trauma stuff that our people go through, I can honestly say I'm really, really proud of myself for breaking one thing. If there's anything in my life that I broke away from that was a repeated pattern was the lack of affection. Mm-hmm. So my son grew up, you know, because at that time I only had one son. Um, he know he knows he's loved. He know like he, I tell him, I hug him, I give him all the affection in the world because that was something that was missing from my life and that's that's one part of that generational curse of mm-hmm. that generational practice that our people you know you go through all these things and then you know it's kind of like well how do we change well you gotta change yourself first and then you gotta bring that to your kids mm-hmm. you know so i think that that's one thing that i'm really happy about like i watch my son um him and my, my his father and i are both what you would call aggressive type A personality, mm-hmm. both of us. And so either we're going to be a formidable team or we're just going to be fighting each other badly, you know, <laughs> and here's my peaceful, loving son, you know, and if you meet him and you, you know him, mm-hmm. he's such a damn good person. He reminds me of my dad, like really soft and gentle. But if you mess with somebody he loves, then he's gonna. Then then that wild part comes out. But he's he's always gonna choose to be good first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that breaking those cycles. So you're breaking a cycle. You know what I mean. Take pride in that, Dine. Mm. Take pride in saying that I created a kind person. Mm. How many people can say that? Mm. There's so many people in denial. Not my son. Not my son. Mm. But you, mm. you know in your heart. Mm-hmm. I made a good man. Yep. Wow. And now I got three of them. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> Any kid that comes in my house, that's that's the way it is. They they all know. The people who walk in my house, they know. I treat them like they're my own kid, and um, that's how it's always gonna be. You know. <laughs> Try to sit there and do my dishes. <laughs> you don't just to get to eat and leave. <laughs> Gahudini, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I loved having you on. Can't wait to have you back, and I'm very excited to see what 2024 is in store for you. Mm. Let's get this going. Yes. This little uh, idea of uh, the performing arts. Yep. Yeah. Down yep. on Phillips Road. Let's get yep. it done. Going to go yep. in the bushes I and shake it. the bush. Any parting thoughts there, Joshy Washi? <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to eating Cojadina's tacos. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dipping them in the sauce. Oh, I, I am a burrito man myself. And, and I, while I, I've been avoiding wheat because it makes me sick. Those those sandwiches you make with the jerk chicken and the mm-hmm. um, the bun. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, good, huh? so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> god. Somebody's that, always, always hungry. I'm, I'm hungry right now. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah, but he always he talks about food every week. He's like, when we do this and you do dip it in the jus. Oh my god! Well, I like food, man. <laughs> we all love food. We're Mohawk. Yeah, I like some good. Yeah. Food. But thank you so much for tuning in. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. Keep an ear open for Sage Against the Machine. Oh yes, we will be doing a thing. And um, and we're cooking up other stuff. Hell yeah, we're cooking up some, we're cooking up some weird we're stuff. Literally cooking. Yeah. I mean, we gotta we gotta yeah. work on that a little bit more with ginger. But yeah. you know, we, maybe we got a second guy too. We're, maybe we might do a whole fucking thing. Maybe we, we might need a space with a kitchen. <laughs> I got space. Well, there you go.
Fucking right, man. Thank no you so hump much. No in my table, though. It will. <laughs> no, no it will happen. Will, I'm sorry. Will was dragging his nuts all over my dining it will table. Happen. I had to. Like, when you guys came over, you were all over. I'm like, what the hell? I had to spray that shit. But anyway. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to the best voice in podcasting. I'm Sugar Bear. I'm Joshua. Our guest today was. Hot Mama. Hot Mama. Where, where can we, they find Hot yeah. Mama? Thank you. No, where, where can, can they find you? Hot Mama? Oh, where can they find? I yeah. One fifteen Phillips Road. No fucker um, on your socials. Oh, <laughs> I'm giving out your fucking home address. Show up, I'm horny. <laughs> he started talking about Call food. Me. You're talking about balls. I'm really distracted. If you're big and muscular, call me. He's thinking about eating balls now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm hungry Jesus. for something. Oh my God. All right, so you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. You want to put your phone number up too? No, no. For a good time, call. Holy shit. <laughs> 150. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for tuning in. Onagi.